Welcome. Welcome to Sharon Feelings. My name is Chris Jaron, and I am so excited to finally be lifting this project off the ground so that I can get it out there and I can make it happen finally. This is the beginning. This is the start. Thank you so much for tuning in, for listening, for your support. Thank you for giving it a shot before you even really know what it is. Thank you for giving me a shot. Before we really jump into it, how it started, my hopes for the project, I thought we could break the ice a little bit and I could sit here with the mic and just tell you a little bit about myself and where I come from and how I grew up. And Let's jump right in. Like I said, my name is Chris Sharon. I was born and raised in a town called Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Spent my whole life growing up in the same house. Two wonderful, loving, amazing parents that have supported me every step of the way. I have an amazing, equally supportive, wonderful brother, older brother, who's now married and has a kid of his own. Growing up, I did a lot of a lot of different kinds of things. I was involved in sports from an early age. I did baseball and I did basketball for a long time. I was raised Catholic. I grew up going to church every Sunday. I was an altar server. I started playing piano when I was a kid. I started getting into theater when I was younger. Uh, I started taking theater a little more seriously when I got into high school. Growing up, really the most important thing to me for as long as I can remember was getting good grades. That was my number one priority. Even when I was young, I knew that you had to work hard, you had to get good grades in school so that you could go to a good college and you could get a good job. And I sort of believed in this formula of life in terms of, you know, Point A leads to point B leads to point C, and and it's a sort of step-by-step process, and and that all started with me being a good student, and I carried that through all the way through high school, and I can remember from an early age wanting to help people, Even, even when I was young, I mean, before I even knew what I wanted to do or who I wanted to be, I can so vividly remember thinking that I wanted to change the world. I would tell people that, and I, to this day, still do, and I, I I don't truly know where that originated or how it started, but I, I really, I wanted to shape the world in a new way. When it got down to, you know, later in high school and me starting to think about what I wanted to do as a career and, and moving forward, I, you know, the classroom and academics were so important to me that I sort of naturally drifted towards wanting to be a teacher. I quickly decided to want to pursue mathematics in addition to that because I loved math, primarily the fact that it was so black and white and that the amount of work that you put into it, you would find a solution. And I got accepted into a great school called American University down in Washington, D.C. They had a special five-year program that you could stay on an extra year and get your master's in teaching. And so I'm midway through my senior year of high school, 18 years old, and I have my whole future planned out. I can remember feeling so confident about it. And of course, you know, I get to college and instantly everything just changes. I grew up in a town that a lot of the people were the same. Not to say for any good reason or bad reason, just a lot of the same way of life, the same way of thinking and same kinds of people that I was just always around. And then I go down to American, which prides itself on having students from all over the country and from all over the world. And my entire worldview is just blown open instantly by being around all these different kinds of people. I was just provided with so much more context and information that I just didn't have growing up. I think because of that, I started to question everything. 
in exploring this part of myself, I realized I entered what I like to call the age of questioning. I'd spent the whole first part of my life just sort of doing things because I was either told to do them or because I just felt that they were right and I never took the time to really think about why I was doing them. And then I go down to American and that entire concept flips and all I can do all of a sudden is question things and wonder why I think this way and why I do this and that and why I feel this way and question after question after question about who I was and additionally who I wanted to be knowing now that I have this opportunity to just sort of become anything that I desire, you know, being around all these different kinds of people and seeing that there are just truly an unlimited amount of options in terms of where we want to steer our ways of thinking and and how we feel and and ultimately where we want to steer our careers and where we want to steer our priorities in life and who we want to be. And so with that age of questioning came this brand new concept that I never really gave much attention to. And it, it was developing the idea that not only could you do whatever you wanted to do, there's a possibility that in pursuit of what you wanted, you could achieve what it is that you wanted and you could ultimately succeed in in what it is that you wanted. And I never gave myself credit enough to think that maybe there were other things in my life that I was pursuing that ultimately would bring me more joy and fulfillment. And so I just, I never even thought about it. And so when I got to American, in addition to meeting all these amazing, unique people, I was fortunate enough to find a a solid group of friends and a couple professors who quickly became my mentors. And we started talking every single day about what was inside of us and, and particularly what was inside of me and what I needed to do to not only cultivate that and understand it, but to act on it. And almost instantly in those conversations, I realized that theater and music were such an important part of my life that I had been pushing to the side. As soon as those ideas came flooding in, it became impossible to ignore the whole concept of being a teacher or pursuing math or anything else, even being an American, became secondary to following through with this now developed passion for theater and for music. I ultimately ended up leaving American after a year, and I transferred into the BFA Musical Theater Program at Montclair State University in New Jersey, then embarked on a brand new four-year journey of, of so many emotional, physical, blood, sweat, and tears, craziness, crying, screaming, yelling, laughing, highest highs, the lowest lows, exposing myself to all these different kinds of people and opportunities, exposing myself to my true self, seeing myself the way that other people see me and fighting to to develop a sense of self and a sense of self-love so that I could protect myself from the judgment of the world. But sitting here reflecting, thinking about it, I think back to, to where I was as a kid and my frame of mind and my, my limited view of the world. And I recognize, you know, now more than ever that I have grown and changed in so many different ways as a person that I have no doubt that I will just continue on that path of growth and change, even though I have absolutely no idea where it's going to lead or who I'm going to be or what I'm going to be doing. I can at least trust that the path is going to take me through periods of change and periods of growth and, and evolution. 
And so, yeah, I graduated college a few years ago and worked at a summer theater up in New Hampshire called the New London Barn Playhouse, which over the years has become like a second home to me. Then I spent a couple months off and was cast to be a performer on Disney Cruise Line. It is where I met the love that is now my fiance, Kristen. We traveled the world together. We spent two years on the ship together. We moved into the city together in January of 2018, and we've been living there ever since. I feel truly we are each other's biggest support system. Most days, my relationship with with Kristen is something that I am most proud of, how far we've come and the work that we've put into it and and how we've been rewarded in that way. And yeah, a little more than a year ago, I proposed and we're planning a wedding. We're getting married next October in 2020. We're getting married in Tuscany, Italy. It's happening. And with that, we sort of launch into the next part of this episode, which is really the beginning of this episode in terms of talking about the origins of this idea of this project. And so I was thinking the other day, you know, in terms of getting married and stuff, I was thinking, what would it be like if I was blogging or writing in some way or talking about in some way the idea of wedding planning from the guy's perspective? And I was laughing about it. I thought it was silly and, and kind of interesting and creative. I shared it with Kristen and she she agreed and we were smiling about it. And, you know, a couple of days pass and I'm thinking about it a little more, the idea. And it sort of hits me. I realized, like, why the idea seemed a little silly and funny because it seems to me that that weddings and marriage are more female-centric. And, and I realized I felt that was crazy it was I just never really sat and thought about it truly is what it was and and the more that I thought about it the more silly it became because I personally have wanted to be married since I was I don't can't even remember you know since I was a kid and that started me thinking about something even deeper and it brought to light that I think still in today's world, generally men are continue to be thought of as underdeveloped emotional beings, as tough guys that don't cry and don't hug and play sports. There's this concept of who men should be and, and how they should behave. It's a sort of born out of this very old-fashioned, archaic idea of like these men that were hunters and cavemen and beating their chest. And I feel like in a lot of ways, that stereotype has sort of stuck with humanity even to this day to the point where like the stereotype is is still very much integrated in day-to-day life and so I wonder if is it men being I don't think it's men being inconsiderate of other people's feelings or, or men being underdeveloped on purpose I think it's really because the stereotype exists and and nobody's sort of exposing it there's no reason for, for men, and, and of course I'm generalizing, but there's no reason for men to sort of think about their actions and their behavior and, and their thoughts and their feelings. And because they're not thinking about it, they're not aware of it. And because they're not aware of it, they can't change it. And so by not taking action in that way, they sort of just inevitably fall back on that stereotype of what a man should be. And so that really brings me to the heart of what this project is going to be is is developed from it sort of after a lot of thinking and and recording and and writing and and sort of getting my ideas out I I was able to come to what I believe to be a sort of mission statement for this podcast in a a way that sort of tie things together and so here it is I, I wrote it down 
to create a platform for open discussion about men in today's world, how they think, what they feel, and to declare that men are emotional beings with complex thoughts and feelings. And so that's what this podcast is going to be about. That's sort of the foundation in which I'm going to launch every discussion from here on out that I have. And I want to reiterate that the people that I have on in coming episodes, and and me included, these are our thoughts and our feelings that are going to be shared with this mission statement as a sort of foundation. But really what it comes to is is a way for people to just sit here to talk and to express themselves. And so now moving forward, I wanted to branch out beyond the sort of history of myself and the history of the project and really launch into the free-flowing nature of what this podcast will be. And so I sort of want to sit here with the mic and just sort of have a discussion with myself about, about some things that have been on my mind. And, and I want to bring it back to the age of questioning. I grew up in a relatively strict household, never really unfair, but very strict in the sense that there were rules, and if I obeyed the rules, then everything would be okay, and if I didn't, if I broke the rules, then there would be consequences, and that was sort of very clear and established at at an early age for me, and of course, as I got older, I learned how to bend the rules, and you know, the rules were always very much set and in place, and and it, it defined a lot of who I was and how I behaved. And then when I got to college and all of a sudden I realized that I could do whatever it is that I really wanted to do and and nobody would really have a say in it. It wasn't really about, oh, I'm breaking the rules like it used to be when I was growing up. It really was about, oh, I have the potential to do and be whatever it is that I decide. And introducing that sort of freedom to me it changed the whole shape of how I thought about myself, of how I thought about the world. It changed everything that I had put into place growing up. And so with this questioning and with this freedom, I I quickly developed this responsibility to figure out who I was and who I wanted to be. Because I had the opportunity now to do anything, I had a responsibility to figure out what was important to me. And I think this idea of questioning brings the inevitability of change. And with that change comes fear because we are separating from what we know and entering into something something brand new. And so a lot of the time that fear can be paralyzing. But by accepting that change, we develop, we grow, we evolve, and, and we move into a new version of ourselves that is then ready for more questioning and more change and more growth. And thinking now, I think the importance really in accepting that change is that we are taking a responsibility for our individual self. Through that questioning and change, we are committing ourselves to being genuinely who we are. And who we are is a unique self, separate from our parents, separate from where we grew up, separate from expectations. And by taking responsibility of our individuality, we're taking ownership of who we are. We're accepting that we are this one person capable of anything and we are then determined to invest more and more into ourselves. And I want to continue to be an individual who is taking care of myself and loving myself and supporting myself to the point that I am following through with the things that are important to me. And I am accepting 
the change that may come from those things and I am accepting the, the new place that I may one day be in and I'm trusting that that place will then lead me to the next point of change and truly trying to take ownership of all of my choices and my decisions and, and then really turning thoughts and ideas into actions and making sure that I'm holding myself accountable for pursuing what I want and letting go what I don't want. And I think in order to make change, either in ourselves or in the world, in order to inspire that change, I think I, we must continue to not only cultivate our emotions and our thoughts, but to digest them, to understand them, and then to ultimately express them, to get them out, to articulate them. And I think the only way to do that is like anything, to practice. I think that the more that we attempt to clarify our thoughts and our feelings, the better at it we become and the more successful we are eventually in articulating them and, and the more second nature it becomes. And so I think practice is the key. And so that's what I want to leave you all with. I, I want to close with how I started and just thank you so much for taking this time to listen. Thank you so much for supporting it. Thank you for giving me a shot and believing in, in this project. And I am so excited to continue and share these wonderful people with you and these, these wonderful ideas and thoughts and feelings with you. And thank you so much. Again, I'm Chris Sharon. This is Sharon Feelings. Let's rock and roll. <laughs>